0: Welcome again, everyone, to the Two Tom's Talk and Travel podcast. We are the official travel
1: experts here in Podcast Town. And if you don't believe us, just ask the mayor. Ready to get down to business and talk some travel, Tom? And let's do it.
0: Hey, 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 it's episode 10. Ladies and gentlemen, all of our loyal podcast listeners for Two Tom's Talk and Travel, we welcome you. We are back. We are better than ever. Me and my podcast partner here, Mr. Tom Carnes, Lamacchia Travel. How are you, my friend?
1: Hello, everybody. How's things? Well, I'm recovering from the Rona.
0: Oh, no, yeah. I'm so glad that you're feeling better. I know you had a, two, a rough two weeks there, so.
1: I ain't going to It kicked my ass. Yeah. You were the one that said it to me, actually. I mean, through this whole thing, when I told you I had it, that's how I started the new year. That's how I started 2021 with the Rona. And the first thing you said to me was, what took you so long now that you're a veteran Rona yes. expert? Yes. We could lick the floor in the studio today. Both of us have such strong antibodies. Yeah, no doubt.
0: And I mean, I didn't mean to make light of it. I hope you know that. I mean, I was thinking more that, hey, you know what? It's been out there. There's a chance for exposure. And I was mainly glad
1: that you came through it with Thank you. I appreciate that. Good colors and you are back. I am back. And you know what's funny is I've been to Mexico 4 times I think in the last me too. 4 yeah. months, 5 months or whatever, and I caught the rona when I was home for the longest amount of time. So it just goes to show that, you know what? It's still safe to travel if you do everything correctly yeah. and you just never know when you're going to get it, but it put me down for over 2 weeks. Right. My wife got it, but she just she had the mild symptoms. But yeah, man, I still Still a little bit of a a drag on me, but I am coming back. I'm ready for 2021 now.
0: And it's interesting. Great segue, by the way. I know that you didn't do that on purpose, but. Sure, I did.
1: If it was great, I
0: absolutely (laughs) did it on purpose. When you talk about the kind of the impact of travel and how this whole thing impacts travel, that's really what we want to cover here in episode 10. For those of you that remember episode nine, we Talked about it
1: was a long time ago, it done. was Come a mile. So,
0: please go yeah, back and listen yeah, to go it, re listen to it because we but, get paid per listen. Yeah, but just so you know, we followed up. We said we're going to talk about the importance of understanding, you know, what the rules are, what the procedures are, what the restrictions are, and how to stay well informed. Yeah, how to stay well informed. And we talked about the importance of that. And and in today's episode, we have an expert joining us, Mr. Peter Wells from the Dragon Slayer Great app. We're going to him later. We're gonna get to him later, catch, we're going to get to him later. But in the meantime, we just want to get in there and kind of readdress that. You know, it's in the news all the time. You hear lots of different updates or stories and things. So we really want to make sure that we're addressing that for all of you and doing the best we can to keep you up to
2: date.
1: Let me ask you a question. How well have we evolved as travelers? And I say that with this in mind, was it maybe 10 years ago? where all of a sudden you had to pay for baggage and it was the end of the world. Everybody was upset about it. Fast forward now, we're talking about presenting negative tests, positive tests, QR codes. I mean, how have we evolved? How has this whole traveling experience changed? Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. And well, it just keeps changing. I mean, going back all the way back to, remember when you didn't have to take your shoes off to go through security? I certainly do. Those are good days. And how all the airline... Airline situation has evolved with
1: you know what that brings up. Bags, I'm going to digress really quick. For keep that thought. Yeah, keep good. that thought. But when you talk about taking your shoes off, I have my TSA number, so I'm not supposed to. But every time I put my name on my airline ticket, they screw it up. So I've never been able to go through and keep my shoes on. Yeah. Sorry, you just made me get a little frustrated by that. But go on, continue. Well, when you come home from Mexico,
0: you need to keep your shoes on. Uh, right. So that's why I keep nice. going there. Yeah, right. No yeah. Doubt.
1: I got gnarly feet and but stuff. But to like answer that. your
0: question, yeah, it's a constantly moving target. You know, we have to adapt. We got to be flexible. You got to be patient and ultimately there's a reward at the end of it. When you get to your destination, you get to the resort, it's the getting there part and all the hoops that you have to jump through now and We'll talk about this as we go, but hey, you can still travel. There's definitely opportunities out there. You just have to be
1: prepared and understand
0: how it's all going to work. So
1: 15, 16 years ago, I read an article that a psychiatrist had written, and he was talking about the stress of traveling. And this is back then when, like you said, you didn't have to take your shoes off. Think, well, maybe it was 20 years ago, but there was a lot less stress in traveling. And the whole article was how majorly and how stress building travel is, leading up to before you leave. Once you leave your home, you're out of your comfort zone, you're at the mercy of the airlines at the airport. And I would love to go back to what he defined as a very stressful experience 20 years no ago doubt. for something like that. Yeah. But you just got to go, man. You got to go you with do. the flow. I got
0: back uh, last Wednesday. I was in Riviera, Maya. Really? How for was three that? Nights. It was really good. Just me and my daughter. Somebody was supposed to be there with you, but right? Yeah, we just spent three nights together. And there was uh, this awesome family there, this family of girls. From I think they're from Kenosha.
1: But you know what? It sounds like they were supposed to be chaperoned, is they the were, way I live. at it. they their chaperones were, no-showed.
0: They were definitely lacking supervision. But no, it was great to see them, and it was great to spend some time with my daughter and really... Uh,
1: kind of enjoy some quality time there. And just to put a little meat behind that, Monica and I, my wife and I were supposed to be with Tom yes, and that's his daughter what we were rooting to, and yeah. my daughters all in Mexico. But sadly with the Corona or COVID virus, I was knocked out and nobody would let me leave anywhere. So we were getting updates yes. from poor Tom. I'm like, stay as far away as you possibly can. Otherwise you're going to end up chaperoning just because you're a good guy. So stay away. I was on
0: one of the FaceTimes, I think so. We enjoyed it, but like you said, there's a little bit of diligence that has to be done. So that's what we want to talk about today. Really, more than ever before, really reinforces the importance of of using a professional travel agent that is up to date. I mean, in my business, I know in yours, we're keeping up to date on this on a minute by minute basis sometimes. And we can definitely share that knowledge and prep our clients as they go.
1: You know what I'd like to say to that, to add to that is, I mean, it blows my mind that we sit into office. We sell travel all day. We stay current on all the changes and policies. We network within our companies and within the travel industry as a whole. I would like to say we're very, very well-informed. But with all these changes and everything, it just really blows my mind how you, the customers, come in and Tell us the bartender down the street who was in Mexico a month ago is dictating that you shouldn't do this or this is happening. But yet we sit there and we tell you, no, it's not true. This is what you need to do. But it blows my mind how many consumers take the word of a bartender. Or there's this little thing. I don't know if anybody knows. It's kind of a hidden gem. It's called Facebook. Yes. Okay. Never so, heard of it. Right. But thanks it, but, for bringing but, it to so my fa- Right. F-A-C-E-B-O. Okay. It's one word. Just in case you didn't know. Okay. Keep an eye on it. It's going to be a big was, deal one day. <laughs> And everybody questions us. like We're going to lie to them or like, we don't want to give you the best experience. I mean, here's my little soapbox for working with a travel agent. A travel agent's got way too much to lose by screwing up your vacation. Right. Okay. So I would take the advice of a good professional travel agent over the bartender that might go to Mexico two, three, four times, or the Facebook person that's disgruntled by the hotel they stayed at or the airline experience they had, or they're just ignorant. God, how much ignorance is that... When you sign into this Facebook for the first time, Tom, yes. you're going to be blown away by the ignorance. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. It's the old saying that a little knowledge is a dangerous thing.
1: They also put some political messages on they Facebook. Do. I <laughs> just want to give you a little <laughs> warning I'll be that. prepared
0: for that. So you might have heard, speaking of a little knowledge and things that are happening recently, you might have heard that for international passengers returning back to the US starting on January 16th, you have to have a negative COVID test three days prior to your flight.
1: Correct. Can I clarify international passengers? Yes, That's do a big that. thing. Yes, please. please. International passengers means anybody coming into the United States. So if you're a US citizen and you're in Mexico, you're considered an international passenger. So that applies to you. If you're out of the country, you're going to need this. So Yeah,
0: definitely good clarification. So in response to that, since you have to be tested if you go to Mexico, the Caribbean, what have you? You have to be tested in the destination. The resort companies have really mobilized a wide-scale testing capability at the resorts to meet that guideline. So for those of you that are considering a trip or have a trip booked, definitely circle back to your agent to make sure that you understand what is the testing capability at the resorts. By and large, to my knowledge, most of the bigger companies are doing rapid testing for free. And so there's no cost to you for that. But really an important consideration as you plan for travel coming up is how this testing requirement is going to work and then also how long it will last.
1: And it's one of those things I want to make sure everybody understands. Travel has always been fluid. These policies, these changes, and everything that are being put in place are extremely fluid. So they are constantly changing. So again, reiterate that. I want to make sure our listeners are working with reputable travel agents, or if you're dealing with the hotels or tour operators directly for whatever reason, you make sure you understand and are prepared for things to change. That's the best advice I can give you. And we really need to Pay some respect to the hoteliers right now. Just to kind of give everybody a little background, I mean, when the CDC announced the international COVID testing requirements, as a travel agent, that's the next kick to the shorts that we took. And as a traveler, to you travelers, this was a kick to your shorts as well, collectively together. And I scratched my head, and I'm like, "Okay, where do we go from here? What's going to happen?" And we dove in. We contacted our partners and our vendors, and started a dialogue. And then the hoteliers, I think, excellence and AMR Resorts, AMR Resorts, which is Secret Stream, Zoetry, among many others, stepped up and said, "Listen, we're going to include your antigen test for free at the resort. We'll come to the room, and I believe they're going to be self-applied." if was what I heard. So. But as soon as the first couple hoteliers stepped up and said that I'm like, "Hmm, that's a huge undertaking for them." Then I thought to myself like, "Hmm, it makes sense. They have the most to lose, but what a great thing." And then they gathered the travel agent community together and they got the message out and they're telling, "Hey, listen, we got you." So we are able to tell our clients that, you know what, you're covered. You need that within 72 hours, you need the negative test. If it's positive, many of these hoteliers are willing to put you up for the quarantine period of 10 to 14 days at their cost. So again, there's a sigh of relief. It's funny, prior to that, as a travel agent, we didn't have a formal answer to tell clients about if you had a positive test in destination because each scenario was different. So we were always like, okay, your scenario would be X, yours would be this. But here we can confidently say, if you're staying at any of these resorts, you're going to be covered. And that is just such a huge peace of mind for so many people.
0: Yep, absolutely. I'd Talk about the evolution of travel. Right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So, in, in conjunction with that, and we're going to get to Peter Wells here in just a second, but in conjunction with that, for our clients to prepare for their trip, one of the things that we're recommending is that if you're going to go on an international trip, you should get tested prior to your departure, as close to your departure date as you can, because then you're leaving with the peace of mind of knowing, hey, you know what? We're all negative. We're going to take our trip with that in mind. The second thing is you absolutely 100% positively have to have travel insurance. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's no saying, well, hey, you know what? Like some of our clients say, I'm going no matter what in the pre-days.
1: Pre-days? That happened yesterday. I got how many of those calls
0: yesterday. As From our standpoint, we talk about this almost every episode, but you have to have travel insurance and you have to understand what's included.
1: Bingo. I was just going to say, understanding the different types of travel insurance is so important. And I mean, hold your agent accountable, ask them. I mean, there's cancel for any reason insurance, which is, well, there's two types of cancel for any reason. One cancel for any reason will give you all your money back by your credit card, by your cash check, however you paid, less the insurance. And then there's cancel for any reason, which is a little less expensive, which will give you your full travel credit to use on a future vacation. So there's two different ones cancel for any reason. Then there's also a whole variety of other ones. We were just working with the destination wedding for November, and we're putting all the pieces together. And because of the way the bride and groom selected to book it, we can't offer the cancel for any reason insurance. So we've had to create these flyers. They have them register. And optional travel insurance means they can cancel for a covered reason. So, you know, I mean, we've got it all over the flyer saying, you do not have cancel for any reason. You need this. Here are the penalties. So again, it's very important as a consumer to know exactly what you're up against when dealing with insurance, declining insurance, or just traveling. Right. And also, too, just keep in mind that cancel for any
0: reason or the cancellation aspect of the insurance is very important. But if you look a little bit deeper, the insurance will also include or should include during travel medical coverages. So if there's medical situations that come up while you're traveling, there's coverage elements of the insurance that provide some protection for you. And it's important to understand that and how that maybe interacts with what your own personal health insurance covers. So unfortunately, this doesn't sound like a lot of fun, right? But, you know, it's not the sizzle part. It's not the pina colada at the swim up bar part of your trip. Right. right. But you got to know it because if you have that moment that says, it's like the oh shit moment that says, hey, you know what?
1: I didn't know that. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't know that. And at that point, you know what? It's too late. It's too late. Absolutely. We had, it's funny because we had a customer that bought the travel credit insurance. Can't for any reason have a future travel credit. And they had to cancel because they were going to a destination wedding and the bride and groom decided to change dates. So now this couple's like, oh man, what do we do? And we tell them, okay, you lose your insurance. You got the future travel credit. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, that's not how it is explained. And we're like, yes, it was. Okay. And here's the email that like, clearly that you communicated with that chose you selected the insurance. And then the client to your point exactly came back. Okay. We're going to pay the difference in the policies. We're going to pay the higher insurance so we can cancel for any reason, get our money back. We're like, you do realize that's like not having car insurance, hitting a tree, telling your insurance agent, okay, we're going to add auto to our policy now so yes, you can fix it. And exactly. It's, it's too late. You like got to do said. it up
0: front. So yeah, so all those things are super important to really be up to speed on and having access to that information or working with the agent who has access to that information is extremely important. And one of the ways that we do that both from an agent and consumer standpoint, is to go to sources of information. Obviously, the CDC website is important. Your travel agent is up to speed on that. But now there's this new app that's out there, and we have the opportunity today to get going
1: and bring on our new friend,
0: Mr. Peter Wells.
1: So again, we're bringing you important, applicable, and relevant information through the network of travel professionals we know. Absolutely. Who is flying this plane? We'll be experiencing some turbulence, should last more than fifteen or twenty
0: minutes. A great and knowledgeable guest is joining us today, talking about travel safety and talking about what's happening with travel. As you guys all know, in past episodes, Tom and I have talked many times about the importance of understanding and knowing what the travel protocols are like, utilizing your travel agent to get that information, because. We know that having some confidence, having peace of mind, and knowing what the lay of the land is as you prepare to travel and as you actually travel is super important. So, Peter, welcome. Hey, thanks, Tom. Great to be on your uh, podcast. Yeah. So, Dragon Slayer, I'm a Dragon Slayer myself. Yeah. I've had the chance to get on the app and get on there and check out all the content. And it is truly amazing just the depth of what you have on there and all the work that you've put into it. Let's talk about a little bit. How did you really decide to launch Dragon Slayer? Where did the impetus for that come
2: from? Yeah, it was was one of those stories of Necessities, the mother of invention, that my background is in tech. And I had built Dragon Slayer, and it's still there, as a travel platform for the discerning traveler. And I launched it in December of 2019, three months before the pandemic. And Here comes a pandemic in March and it was like, whoa, like nothing we've ever seen, not just in travel, but our lives were completely tossed up in the air. And I was sitting there in March. I live in Denver and we were shut down like a lot of other places. And I said, you know, what is it going to take to get people to travel again? And the first thing that came to mind, I thought about it from my own perspective is I would need information. I got to know where I could go, whether it's a state, there were these rumors of states closing down to other travelers. And we've seen that, right? New York and Connecticut, New Jersey. And before that, Florida blocking people from New York and then kind of payback with New York blocking people from Florida. But it was this idea that we have to arm both agents, advisors, and their clients on where they can travel because it's a moving target, as you know, every day. And if they do choose to travel, and I'm not saying travels for everyone, but if you do choose to travel, where can you go? What are the requirements if you're going to go? And what do you expect when you get there? It's all good and fine if you say, hey, I'm going to go to a beach destination. But if you find out there's a curfew at 8 o'clock and everything's closed down, it's not quite the, maybe the best choice. So that was our goal. And, and that's why we put out Dragon Slayer.
0: Gotcha. That is awesome. And I think as we've talked in the past and as I looked at the app, what really is amazing to me is really just the depth of information that's there. Anything from Europe to Caribbean destinations, Mexico, and even ski destinations. So how much information is there? I guess, do you have a count on the number of
2: destinations that are currently in there? And also you update this daily, correct? Correct. It it gets updated every day. And we are tracking all 50 states, because it does matter. Even if you want to take a road trip, what might be open and what are the restrictions? One of the states nearby Colorado is New Mexico, and they have a mandatory 14-day quarantine if you happen to want to go visit New Mexico. So we track all 50 states, and we're right up around 140 countries that we are tracking on a daily basis.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that is fantastic. Because as a travel advisor, one thing I think that would really help for our clients that utilize the Dragon Slayer app is it gives them a chance to do a little bit of pre-planning. It gives them a chance to, it's almost like a brochure, right? They get a chance to sort of look through like, hey, where could we go? What level of travel restrictions are we comfortable with? What vacation experience are we wanting to have? And using the Dragon Slayer app to sort of peruse through that. So, you know, when they do contact their travel agent, they can say, hey, I checked out these four or five places and it looks like the travel restrictions and protocols are good for us. So let's look at what we can do there in terms of resort and flights. And that way, the travel agent can get to work building the vacation experience for the client because the client had a chance to get in there and understand a little bit of what uh, they were likely to experience in any particular
2: destination. It's exactly that, Tom. And one more thing I'll add is we had used some AI, some analytics in the original Dragon Slayer app for people. The idea was to help match travelers with their ideal next trip. And then we identified people through a few questions, whether they're adventure travelers or active travelers, or maybe they're cultural travelers, or a lot of people are just chill travelers. So we had a background. We have a background background in doing analytics so we applied that to the safety factor what we call safety smart analytics for educating travelers it's SAFE-T and what that means is we provide a relative score for every destination so if you're going to visit colorado we have a score that's a relative score and we base that on objective information that's out there from the cdc and from john hopkins who track the number of cases, trending number of deaths, how much testing they're doing. We worked with a CDC epidemiologist on this whole algorithm. And why I bring that up is because there are people who are fearless, right? They'll travel to Afghanistan and wear an American flag (laughs) t-shirt (laughs) <laughs> right? They'll just go out and they don't mind going almost anywhere. And then there are those, and I've talked to a number of these folks who say, hey, I'm not going to travel until 2022. The whole world's got to be vaccinated before I'm going to be comfortable. In the middle though, in the middle of all that are people who have degrees of concerns, or you may have a spouse that's got a preexisting condition or something like that. So what the safety score does it's updated every day and it allows a travel advisor or a traveler to say, Hey, where is it safe? If I want to go on a beach destination, let me just use that as an example. Right now, they just open the British Virgin Islands scores a hundred. Now you might say, well, what does a hundred mean? That's a relative score because we all know travel is never a hundred percent safe, but relative to the countries that we track. It is the safest place to go from a COVID-19 perspective. They've had, like I think, three cases and no one's died. And it's because they're an island and they've really done a good job controlling it. Bermuda scores very high. They score an 80 because they've, again, done a good job. Now, you have to pay for that. When I say pay for that, the requirements, as an example of going to Bermuda, are pretty tough. You have to have a test before you go have to have a rapid test when you arrive. You have a test on day four, another on day eight, and finally another if you stay for two weeks on day 14. Five tests, literally. But what that means is your experience in Bermuda is likely to be one that's you're still going to wear a mask. We have that kind of information. But it won't be like walking down the street of a typical American city where you're kind of like, oh my goodness, can I even go in that store or go in that restaurant? So the safety factor is used to help both advisors and their clients say, well, gosh, if I do travel, what's the relative safer place for us to go? It's updated daily. And we think it's a very powerful tool to help people make those decisions.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it definitely is that quantitative scoring, as me as an advisor use it, as consumers use it, that means a lot. And it allows people to compare one destination to another And then it also allows them to understand the why. And I think that's really important because, as I mentioned earlier, the ability to have confidence and peace of mind is super important. And that's where it all starts. So I think that is awesome. And you know what I love about you, Peter, and about your product is that you're just so on top of this, right? As a travel advisor, we certainly try. We do it every day. But there's a lot of aspects to being a travel advisor involved in the products and what's happening with the destinations and the resorts. And the COVID piece of it is a huge part of it, but that's what you are doing specifically. So I love the fact that your knowledge of where this is at on a day-to-day basis all gets essentially
2: uploaded into Dragon Slayer. Thank you for that, Tom. And that was our goal. And there's another question that I think a traveler might have. And by the way, this runs, whether it's on your desktop or on your phone, it's real easy. But you can, if you're chatting with friends and they're just like, Everyone's going, we got to go somewhere. (laughs) I'm going stir crazy. You can filter the 140 odd countries down to what is open to US travelers now without a quarantine. Quarantines were pretty popular at the outset. And what we're seeing now is a lot of countries are allowing travelers in, but they're doing it with a testing protocol. And some are more stringent, as I was just mentioning, than others. But we allow the users of the app to actually filter on countries that are open to the US travelers so you can quickly go down the list of it's about 50 countries you might be surprised you can go to kenya you can go to aruba and st lucia places you may not have gone before but you go wow i mean this might be a better choice than the the usual places we go and we now see places like hawaii Each island having their own protocols, at least uh, one of the islands has its own protocol where you just need that information. If you're making a travel choice to go visit Hawaii, you should know that information. So we really intentionally made this for the power traveler and for their advisors. Right.
0: And I think that's so important. And one of the game changer, obviously, is people getting vaccinated. And I think what's important to think about, and sometimes we don't think about it, is that not only are we as U.S. citizens being vaccinated, but people in other countries, people across the world are also getting vaccinated. So that adds to some of the travel safety comforts. So, for example, as Caribbean islands continue to vaccinate their citizens, the safety measures or the safety levels continue to go up. So I know that you're very in tune with how the vaccine is progressing. and where that's taking place and how that's impacting travel. So if you have any thoughts on that, I mean, I'd love to share with our listeners on how that's all shaking out.
2: Yeah, every country is fighting their own battle against uh, COVID-19, right? It's a microcosm of what is happening in the United States. If you watch, and we do, we watch countries like the Cayman Islands. I love the Cayman Islands. I spent a good portion of my scuba diving adventures Ah, down in boy, they have on there. Uh, so I'm going to start thinking, about, I'm going to start daydreaming. <laughs> yeah, no, about. Hey, it's okay to dream. Yeah, that's how travel starts, right? People ask me because I've dove all over the world. They say, where's the best scuba diving? And I'll tell them, I said, depends what you want to look for. If you want to find something really big, like a whale shark or giant manta rays, go to Thailand. If you want to see some of the clearest water on the planet, and some of the most pristine walls go to Cayman Islands and dive there. It's just epic. It's crazy. You can get 200, 300 feet of visibility in the water. I have a sort of a side hobby. I watch some of these destinations. And one of them is just locally. You can go and see how things are going in the Cayman Islands. And today, they're getting 9,750 vaccines being shipped over on a British Airways flight because they're a protectorate like Bermuda just got 9,000 today as well and divide that by two. But you take a place like Bermuda that has 62,000 residents and you give them the ability to inoculate upwards 4,500, you're starting to change the game for the frontline workers. And I believe, and I'm not an epidemiologist, but I believe you start When we start seeing the vaccines roll out, you will start seeing what I hope is dramatic changes in the... They talk about flattening the curves, but in the number of people that are getting infected because you get those frontline workers, the healthcare workers who may be infecting others. So yes, each country is battling to get the Pfizer and Moderna and soon the AstraZeneca. And then Johnson & Johnson is rumored to be out this month So these vaccines are going to be game changers and each country is getting some proportion of those. We're going to track all that for you. We're going to have that information and it will show up, as you mentioned, in like the safety factor. So you're going to see those scores likely go up as people start getting vaccinated, which will help you make travel decisions. But also it will, over time, I think, change how countries view their tourism business. It may embolden places like Australia or New Zealand to open up. There's a thought, and Australia has thrown it out there, that they will allow travelers from the U.S. However, everyone's going to have to have a vaccination card, right? So you will be on a plane full of people who all have been vaccinated if you're fortunate enough to get one sooner rather than later. But what that brings is some more complications and to the equation of where can I go Travel because we aren't going to not travel forever. We are going to be traveling again. And it'll be a question of a combination, I believe, between testing. Oh, you have a vaccination card. Well, is that a standard card? We may see applications with QR codes. They talk about vaccine passports that may be standardized across the globe. I don't know. But it will be, I think, more complex over the next year. Than ever because of the degree of vaccinations that people who are the traveling public and then those who are getting vaccinated in the countries you may want to go. And I think that plays into our decision to travel.
0: Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, what we used to experience as, you know, as a part of our travel planning and our travel experience was probably changed forever or for at least for a very long time. And having access to that information and that knowledge I think is going to be huge. How about on the cruise side? I know that we're kind of monitoring what's happening with the cruise lines and there's so much pent up demand on the cruise side of things because obviously
2: they haven't been sailing since last March. So how do you see that the cruise piece of it shaking out? It's a great question. And cruises are different, right? We all know most of us have been on cruise ships and you know those tight quarters, right? With the norovirus, they can have those norovirus outbreaks. And so they were always preaching, keep your hands clean. And they had the hand sanitizer everywhere on cruise ships. So they were already doing, I think, a a fair job in sanitation and trying to keep their clients healthy. That said, this is a a difficult situation with the coronavirus because you've seen a couple of cruise ships, especially smaller, sort of the more on the boutique end, attempt to have cruises only to be, in spite of multiple tests for each passenger, they'll have an outbreak. And once you have an outbreak, you've got to shut down that cruise and clean the ship and refund people's money. So what I'm anticipating is you're going to see Cruise ships starting sometime, probably in three or four months, starting their cruises with a combination of allowing people with vaccinations, of course, but also multiple testing protocols. You may get tested multiple times once you're on the ship. You may get tested when you arrive. They have these rapid tests that are becoming much more accurate. And I think that's going to be an important factor as we think about how people will Feel comfortable getting on a ship with two or 3000 or 5000 fellow passengers. It's going to be a combination, I think, of again, as I said previously, people getting vaccinated and also the deployment of tests and rapid tests and the ability to maintain health. Cause once you get one person, right, who might have the COVID 19, not to scare people, but people get this, you've got to have an isolation protocol and all that. So. It's too big a slice of our industry to say that it's just going to sit on its hands for the entire year of 2021. So I fully expect in the next month or two, you'll start seeing bookings opening up. And I think the deals will be just astounding and you'll be able to get amazing deals. Yeah, I agree. And we stay in touch with our crews, executives and representatives. I
0: know that they're all working hard behind the scenes. They have to meet CDC requirements they have to pass certain tests in order for them to sail. So I know they're working really hard behind the scenes. So then when that happens, or even today, is the cruise line information available on Dragon
2: Slayer or will it be? It will be. We don't have that in there yet just because it's been dormant. We've been concentrating on trying to keep the information accurate on things that people may do. Like you said, we're adding ski area information. We just added testing locations in every state. So testing locator, because one of the things that people are struggling, not struggling, but are challenged with is you may have a country, let's say Brazil, that demands PCR negative test within 72 hours of the flight departure time. So the question comes up, where do I get a test within 72 hours? It's not easy because numbers that we're seeing, you you can have three to five days so what we've done is provided users and their advisors with links to places that will do maybe for an extra cost, but we'll do 24-hour turnaround as an example on the tests. So we're concentrating on that information, but you're right, cruises are such a big part of our industry and I'm a big fan by the way. I went on semester at sea when I was in college. So I went gotcha oh, the yeah. day before the internet, yeah, you know, dating myself.
0: Lots of good cruise memories. Well and I'm so glad you brought up the testing aspect of it that's available via Dragon Sur because I think that's really important for consumers because one of the things is like that factors into their decision to go is how big of a hassle is it going to be, right? So well, I got to get tested and I got to get a travel authorization form. And what we as agents try to do is you know, walk people through that process. And so if people have easy access to testing locations and they know that, hey, I got to have a negative test within seven days of departure, I know where to go. I know how to do it. I know how to submit the test results to get a travel authorization, for example, in Jamaica. And taking the hassle out of it and having a more of a smooth process, and I think people are going to maybe become more accustomed to it to say that, hey, you know what? I understand this is now part of the deal. No, you know, it's kind of like taking my shoes off before I get into the terminal. There's certain steps that they're going to have to take now that if we make it easy, if we make it hassle-free, the consumer is able to navigate that much easier and are, they're much more likely to say, hey, you know what? I understand it is what it is. At least I know what to do and how to do it.
2: Yeah. And it's a great analogy with 9 those of us who experienced the post 9-11 travel saw these massive lines at airports, right? Where we were hand searching 50% of the luggage and they were going, oh, what's this? Tweezers? Oh, I think that goes. Maybe I should check. (laughs) I mean, it, it was crazy how we had to pivot and change our protocols for travel that are still with us. As you point out, it's almost, believe it or not, 20 years. And we still take our shoes off. Yeah. So I know some of these things yeah. may go on and on. Maybe people will be protecting against flu next year versus coronavirus. But I did want to bring up the fact that you're seeing now some demand from the major airlines to say countries should work on a comprehensive testing protocol from the airports to make sure everyone that gets on an international flight has been tested. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that. I penned a change.org petition back in April. I called it Safe Skies, where I said, hey, if you want to bring this industry back, start figuring out how to test everyone. Just like we figured out how to search everyone's luggage and we had to change our protocol. And unfortunately, just the testing hasn't kept up. But I think we're at a point now where you may just find that if you want to go travel, you will be tested no matter where you go, both going and coming. That's going to be part of the travel protocol.
0: Right. Like we talked about, if it's a smooth process, if it's hassle free, if people know what to understand, I think it gives people peace of mind, right? To know that, hey, you know, if I'm going to be on the plane, I'm willing to travel because I know that everyone's been tested before they went and before they got back on the plane. So my chances of being infected while I'm flying are virtually zero. And that inspires confidence. So I agree with you. I think we got to get there and people are going to look at it as initially a negative or a hassle, or are you serious? I got to be tested. But hey, you know what? In the big scheme of things, that'll, and that'll also bring down the infection rate, right? That'll flatten the curve because less people are interacting with someone that's infected. It's super simple.
2: Yeah. There are those who believe that it will be testing that actually gets travel back before vaccinations get traveled back just because of how many, you know, there's 7.7 billion people on the planet and they're talking about being able to produce in total vaccination for a billion people. That would be times two. So that would be huge if we could pull that off. But to get the entire planet vaccinated is going to be a multi-year excursion. But in lieu of that, if you step up and just have testing, basically, I envision where You might even have a rapid test. They actually did this, Tom. I saw this over the holidays in... I used to live in Manhattan, so I pay attention sometimes to what's going on in Manhattan. There was a restaurant on the West Side that they tested everyone that came into their restaurant. I don't know if they're still doing that. I should check on it. But They charged you $50 and they said, you get a test for that $50 and a glass of champagne and you just hang out (laughs) in their (laughs) anti room where... But if you were cleared and you had your test and you came into the restaurant and you could have a nice meal and not worry, and all the staff were tested daily, that's a big investment on a part of a restaurant. However, if you think about that model, if we're tested a lot more than we are now, I was talking to my nephew who's at UVA. He said he's probably been tested a dozen times. I mean, yeah, colleges are sure. testing them all the time. I think it will be something that we're just going to have as part of our life, putting aside travel. I think that if we want to go to a baseball game, we'll likely have to be tested. If we want to go to a play, we'll be tested. And that will just become part of our our life going forward, just as wearing masks has become part of our right. life. So yeah. it's interesting to see how, you know, it's a once in a hundred year event, mm-hmm. but it will leave its imprint.
0: Yeah. Hey, to me, that's a small price to pay, man. You know, I'm a concert goer. I love concerts. I usually go to five, six, seven a year at least. And if somebody wanted to test me so that I could see Zach
2: Brown. I'd be more than willing to do that. I love outdoor, especially like Red Rocks. We have Red Rocks here in the summer. The venues are just spectacular. Unbelievable!
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: I'm a big fan also of symphony music, and boy, are they suffering, right? Yeah. And here in Colorado, it's interesting just to sort of talk about how things might change. Is they've now put in one B. They're now vaccinating everyone over the age of 70. So they've already done the frontline workers. Healthcare workers, and now they're going to vaccinate everyone over seventy. If you've ever been to a symphony concert, unfortunately, <laughs> it tends to be older people. But that may bring back the symphony. Maybe, maybe yeah. for those who aren't seventy, you might have to be tested to go, but you'll be in a crowd full of people who've all been vaccinated. And I love live music, unlike yeah, you. Me too. We got to get back to that. Well, hey, Peter Wells,
0: you are awesome, and Dragon Slayer is really, really an awesome app. And I think something that we should definitely all consider gaining access to that information. And if our listeners want to do that, tell us how they can access that and get signed up for Dragon Slayer. You bet.
2: It's dragonslayertravel.com, just like it sounds, dragonslayertravel.com. And if you do go there, you get a 14-day free trial. So you can try this before. It is a modest fee. It's $9.99 a month or $69.99 a year. That just keeps the lights on on our end and you'll have access to the most up-to-date. By the way, we didn't talk about this, but there are other platforms trying to do this. They charge thousands of dollars and I find we beat them to the punch on information almost every time. So the team's doing a great job and I'm real proud of what we put together. And DragonslayerTravel.com is where you can find out all the information you need.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today.
2: Great conversation. I really enjoy talking to you. Tom, that was great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, all right. That was really some great information from Peter Wells, Dragon Slayer. I'm so proud of us. Yeah, no, we bring it. You know, we're bringing like the up-to-date technology, leading edge. Some people
1: don't even know we have friends. Yeah, yeah,
0: no doubt. How do we even know that? I mean, you know, (laughs) yeah, like I said, like we talked about, we're keeping track of this stuff and you can tell that he is. I mean, all of that information for all of those destinations that they're putting all in one place and they update it I forget how many updates a day they're doing, but as this information comes in, their team is keeping that thing up to
1: date. And I'd like to that's throw really a challenge important. to two Toms. Yes. I mean, Peter was quality. That was great information for our customers. I think we really need to kind of start focusing and maybe introducing, if not every episode, every other episode, new apps and new yeah. technology that we feel will benefit the customers because there's so much out there and there's a lot of vapeware and garbage and whatnot, but I think we should try to be an advocate for the consumer. Oh, wait, we are already, but let's step up. What do you think?
0: I like it. No, I like it. That's information that you maybe can't find other places, then that'll bring in even more, six, seven more listeners for us, and that'd be fantastic. That would
1: triple our listening. Are you kidding me? That'd be awesome. Is that all it would take?
0: And we have access to that information, right? This is what we do for a living. So being up to speed on all that and bringing that to you guys, I think is that's a really good challenge. I like that. Awesome, so, awesome, awesome. So yeah, hopefully after today's conversation and as we go, you all feel a little bit better informed on what's happening in the travel world. What are the policies, procedures, restrictions? How do I deal with it? Because really, you still can travel. Don't yeah, get I'm, the impression like, hey, you know what? We can't go on a trip or we can't go on a vacation because there are places you can go. Like, for example, with the new CDC testing stuff that we talked about, well, that doesn't apply to any U.S., destinations. Right. Territory. Yeah. Or territory. doesn't apply to Puerto Rico. It doesn't apply to the Virgin Islands. Those are vacation spots, Caribbean spots. Now they have some of their own COVID requirements for entry, like other countries do, like Jamaica, St. Sure, sure. Lucian, so For forth. safety
1: reasons, which we get.
0: But you can still go there. So know that. Same for
1: Hawaii. Obviously, Hawaii also has their own policies, procedures. Yeah. Hawaii, which is weird right now. Hawaii not only has their own, but each of the islands have their own yep, difference. Yep. So I understand that the new governor of Hawaii, I think they have a new governor now. And this is what I was told by people in Hawaii is that one of the top priorities with the governor is that, or the governor's office is like, hey, let's mainstream this. Let's get this together so we have a simple solution for people. Because I do. Right now, it's a little cumbersome to go to Hawaii. I mean, it's possible. It's not that inconvenient, but you want it simple. And I think Hawaii needs to really kind of rectify that, where all the islands are on the same page with their policies. Because I'm saying that because I plan on taking my wife for our 30th anniversary yes, in May. Yeah, we talked so about that. So I am being very selfish right now. I want to make it as easy as possible. So yeah, but it's good news that they're dealing with it. You know what I mean? Again, absolutely. I said it in the beginning of the show. It's fluid, man. Everything's constantly right. changing.
0: Yeah, and as we go forward, this is really a good topic, and it's very timely for right now. And as we go forward. We definitely will continue to keep all of you guys updated when we start the planning today for episode 11. Um, we'll definitely keep that in mind. And you know, what I would ask too is, if you're listening to this podcast and you have friends or family or people that are weighing all this travel stuff, share our podcast info with them. Hopefully they can understand from the information we're providing at least where to go, what to do and how to best prepare. And I, and I, I pushed
1: out a little bit more of that if anybody that's listening, you know what? Send us your comments, wherever you can download us, wherever you can find us, or you have the ability to send us messages or endorse us, give us a rating. We'd love a rating. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. I man. might go and rate myself. <laughs> there you go. But you know what? It's episode 10, man. We're going to, okay. I think we're going to do this for a little bit, right? Yeah. All right. So somebody so. rate us out there if you would. And I'm Tom at com. And I'm Tom at sensationalbeachvacations.com. And if you have any topics or you think we're full of crap or you think my voice is annoying as heck, just send us a message. You know what? We'll accept it. We're open. Yeah, you know, for sure. That's
0: how we get better and you know, hopefully you know, more, provide, provide
1: more value. Provide more value to you guys. So was it. I want, before we go, I know we have been gone. This is our first episode of 2021. Yes. I'm a big fan of not New Year's resolutions, but wishes for 2021. I'm going to put you on the spot. We didn't talk about this this morning. If you have a wish for 2021, what is it? Personal, Mm. professional, I don't care. Combine it.
0: I would say getting back to normal, right? I don't know what that means, but just
1: feeling like. Good God, you might as well just said world peace time. Come on.
0: I mean, not sort of waking up every day with the stress or the anxiety of what the day is going to bring. You know, it'd be nice to get back to some normal problems that you're used to dealing with in your life. You know, making sure that your kids got their homework done and making sure that there's enough beer in the refrigerator. Amen. (laughs) Amen. It's the little things, right? So I know that's a big aspiration, but some sense of normalcy and getting back to where we were in the pre-COVID days. Or at least seeing the light at the end of the tunnel for how we get to that and get to it
1: quickly. What about you? You know what? Mine's simple. I would like to work on being a better person every day. And that translates into my business, my family, my personal, you know, myself. And when I say that, it's like, you know what? We got a new president. The beginning of this year has been tumultuous without to say the least of, and I'm glad we stayed away from politics up until this point. But the only thing that I can control in this world is my behavior my attitude, and what I leave to my kids and my wife and those around me. And I think my challenge to myself is to continue to be a better person and try to share a positive message with everybody around me. Yeah.
0: I that's awesome. That's it. That is awesome. Yeah. All right. On that note. Episode 10. Episode 10 is a wrap. Thank you all so very much for listening to Two Tom's and Travel. I'm Tom Russo, Sensational Beach Vacations. And
1: I'm Tom Carnes, LaMakia Travel. Be good, everybody. Be good.